0: Hey, what's up, everybody? It is the Flex Talk Podcast with Lex and the B-Man, Brian. We're back after an awesome couple of topics these past couple of weeks. Brian, how you doing today? I am doing great today. Looking forward to this podcast. We've got Christmas coming
1: up, the holiday season. We are hoping to spread some holiday cheer and just make your holidays better with some fun fitness talk. So I'm looking forward to this one today. That was a wonderful holiday infomercial uh, little 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 pitch you had there, Brian. That's what I thought too. Listen, I'm just trying to get everybody into the season. It's snowing over here in Wisconsin, wherever everybody's listening right now. Just know it's really cold over here and we are in the holiday
0: spirit. So we're trying to spread that to you as well. So part of my birthday gift today, we have a special guest interview E in the studio today. It is Nancy, one of my clients here um, at the studio. And I wanted to introduce Nancy uh, to the world. Nancy, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing good. Thanks for inviting me today. And I do want to say happy birthday, Lex, today. Thank you. Thank you. And also happy birthday, Brian, whose birthday is on Friday. Thank you
1: very much.
0: It's it's a special month, isn't it? It's a special month, a lot of spiritual, a lot of good things going on this month. Uh, We're feeling pretty good, aren't we, Brian? We are feeling really good, and most
1: importantly, it is my birthday. That's the most important thing. It is Lex's birthday too, but most importantly, it's mine. If anybody, any fans out there, want to send some gifts, um, I like Wahlburgers restaurant, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Feel free, fans, if you want to send us
0: anything, we'll we'll, we'll take it. I'm not that needy, so you oh, guys just give okay. me a Happy birthday! I'll be helping. Uh, you that. All right. I guess I'm needy. <laughs> so Nancy, I wanted to talk, sit, bring you in today, and talk to you about your journey, and uh, you know how you got to where you are today. Can you tell? the listeners a little bit about your success and uh, uh, what brought you to this success
2: you know it's been a struggle um, probably all my life with weight and um, you know I've tried every diet <clears throat> from every diet every diet out there probably and um, you know some successes and some not successes and you know you you stick with it for a while and it's great and then you get away from it and then you go back right and um, I know on some of your other podcasts, you've talked about that. And um, and that's very true. That's just what happens. So about, oh, I don't know, maybe five years ago, I was driving by, and I've driven by Lexus studio many times, and I always thought, wonder what that is, you know? And it's like, oh, I hate going to gyms with all those people.
0: Yeah, a lot of people have that same mindset as you, and uh, they drive by quite often. They're always curious about stopping in. So when you first initially... Uh, Wanted a trainer uh, was I your first one or did you have a couple trainers that you've worked with before? What did you like about working with the trainer?
2: Um, I've started a couple years quite a few years ago actually and I um, I Decided that the gyms the, you know the big gyms weren't for me And so I found this person and she was a personal trainer and she came to my house and um, So I worked with her for about six months and um, it, and it was great. She'd come to my house and um, I had exercise equipment you know down in the basement so we worked out she brought other things and um, did that for about six months and then she moved out of the state and so then it was kind of <clears throat> then I was kind of back to square one so then um, so then I was driving by Alexis studio and yeah um, as I had done many times and I looked in it's like there were no cars outside So I had driven past, I backed up, I parked in the parking lot. I came in and kind of like, you know, what's this place about? And I was greeted by him and and Cole at the time. And um, so so then I started working here with um, a trainer. And the only times that I could work with this particular trainer, her name was Rachel, and uh, was early morning. And I'm definitely not an early morning person. But um, I decided that this is what I needed to do. So I would come at like 5.45 in the morning to train with Rachel before I went to work.
0: Now, early morning training sessions, is that something that you're familiar with, Brian? Do you you like the early morning training sessions? Do you know people that enjoy it? They're built differently, aren't they? They really are. Some people just
1: really like it and some people... Hate it. I'll be honest. I'm one of those people that likes to work out more typically after I've had at least a meal or two where I feel like I've got some food in me. So, you know, maybe late morning, early afternoon is usually my favorite time to work out. But people that can do it that early in the morning, that's awesome. I feel like a lot of people that work out that early like it because then they feel like it's done for the day and they don't have to worry about it. And it is kind of a nice feeling to be done with work for the day and know that your workout's already complete. So
0: I respect people that do that, that work out that early. It's pretty cool. Now, Nancy, how did you manage to get up for your training sessions all the time? I mean, how did you manage to do that?
2: Well, I realized that if I wanted to be successful, I would just make myself do it. I knew that after work I wouldn't come to the gym. I have a lot of meetings in the evenings when I was working, and so I knew that if I wanted to make time for this, that this is what I needed to do. So, I, you know, used to use the excuse that, like everybody does, you know, I don't have time to exercise. Um, but you, you have to make the time, and you just figure it out. And for me, unfortunately, that was getting up very early in the morning and coming to the gym. Um, But, you know, you get used to it, and it worked out fine. Um, So I did that with Rachel for um, maybe about six months, and then um, I had to take a break. I had some uh, surgeries that I couldn't uh, work out, so I had to take a break. And then, you know, then it's hard to get back into it again. So I remembered how I really liked the at home training. And so I did find another at home trainer and trained with him for a while. And then, um, you know, kind of was done with that and then came back to Lex.
0: Where you found your new home, right? Everything's great. Everything is going well. Um, so we want to make sure that People find what works for them. I know we've talked about this several times on the podcast. You know, you're going to try in-home trainers. You're going to try in-home equipment, uh, personal trainers, doing your own thing at the big gyms, doing your own thing at home. Um, You know, after all these podcasts, Brian, and and a lot of these guests that we've interviewed, what do you think people's answer is? What do you think they found the most hope in and the most success?
1: Well, that's actually what I wanted to ask Nancy because I feel like so many people are different in what they prefer. And I think Nancy has a really good perspective here. So for anybody out there that's considering working with a personal trainer, Nancy, give some guidance here. What did you like about working with a personal trainer at home as opposed to now working out in a studio? Why do you prefer the studio more then the at home was there benefits or cons to both? Give the, the listeners a little bit of insight into why ultimately it seems like you prefer the studio experience now.
2: Um, sure. So you know, at home it was um, you know easy. I could get up five minutes and throw on some exercise clothes and go downstairs and and meet my trainer downstairs. Uh, so that was convenient, and um, and I did like that. Um, but I like I need the um, accountability of a trainer. Like I have a treadmill downstairs, I have a bike downstairs, do I go downstairs and use it every day? No, I don't. But I come to the gym on my scheduled times and um, even on my unscheduled times sometimes and um, so I need that accountability of a trainer. Um, I like working at a gym because it has more um, variety of things to do. So, you know, there were a lot of things that I had never done, um, different machines. Um, I found that I um, absolutely love rowing And um, so there's a rowing machine here. And that's one of the favorite things that I do when I just come in to do cardio.
1: Yeah, that's really, really neat. When you had the personal trainer that came to the house, was that something that you noticed where you felt, geez, there's only so many things that they can do because I only have just what's here with me? Did they bring equipment to the house with them? Or did they just use what you had? What was their approach?
2: Um, They did bring some things like bands and and things like that but you know like I said I have a treadmill, I have a bike, Um, we have weights at home uh, from my son and um, you know we would do probably more floor exercises and things like that um, at at home, Um, you know walking outside if it was nice out and and, you know and things like that but you know in the gym there's a, a lot more variety
1: excellent is there anything too where um you found a benefit now obviously working in a studio are there any exercises where lex has challenged you to do something that you probably wouldn't have done on your own that now that you're in this studio environment that you find yourself doing something now that there's no way you would have done it on your own
2: well sure there's a lot of different things like you know the sled i remember the first time that you know rachel said i was going to do the sled i'm like yeah (laughs) I don't think I can do no that. Way. <laughs> but, um, but you know, introducing to a lot of different kind of exercises and um, different ways to doing things, um, you know, pushing me on heavier weights and, and things like that um, has been helpful.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a lot about variety and progression. A lot of those times that you find things that they're getting stronger, more flexible, they're losing more weight, they're able to do more at a less weight. Um, it's just finding out what their body can do once they've reached that Uh, that new progression. Um, You know, you've lost weight. You can move a little bit better. Your mobility is a little bit better. Your flexibility is a little bit better. Uh, But oftentimes it's about challenging them because until they've reached that goal, they want to be challenged, right? They want to be challenged. They want to lose more weight. They want to look better. They want to feel better than they already are. Are they at their final goal? Are they not? So it's all about, you know, just finding what works for them and keeping them excited and keeping them interested about working out and keeping them just coming back for more and, uh, you know, happy to come back to the gym. Um, So during your whole progress, um, it hasn't always been success, right? You've had frustrating times. The weight hasn't always agreed with you. The scale hasn't always agreed with you. The food, most importantly, hasn't always agreed with you. Um, We've had many successes and some some troubling times and some challenges. Why don't you tell the listeners a a little bit about your challenges and how you overcame those challenges?
2: Um, Well, you know, some of my challenges are physical. Like, I'll have back issues or I'll have, you know, a knee issue or something like that. So, to me, the best part about working with a trainer is that they can adjust the exercises and they, um, you know, make sure that the form, your form is correct so that you don't injure yourself more. Or a lot of times, you know, Lex will will work on um, strengthening a certain area or flexibility, you know,
0: that darn elbow, that darn back, that darn knee, that darn hip, that darn neck—it it keeps going.
2: Yeah, it just kind of travels around, and um, so sometimes every day is a little different than the day before. So, um, so that's really the the best thing—the accountability and then the adaptability of working with a trainer.
0: Yeah. So, um, are you at your goal weight? Uh, what do you feel like you need to progress on next? Um, you know, how do you come up with these goals for yourself? Is it more vanity for you? Is it just about how you feel? Is it energy? Um, Can you explain a little bit about how you came to your goals that you want to accomplish?
2: Uh, Well um, my goal right now is uh, my son is getting married in May and so um, that's kind of my long longer term goal um, so that I can uh, look good in the pictures, look better (laughs) in the pictures. (laughs) It works, that works. So, so you have to have a goal, but you also have to have short-term goals because looking that far in advance, um, you kind of lose that after a while. So um, especially now with the holidays coming up and all the food and all the, the parties and the challenges with that, you, know, you have to <clears throat> kind of have a goal that, you know, I don't want to gain any weight over the holidays. So maybe I'm not gonna lose any weight over the holidays, but you know, continue going to the gym, You know, stay where I'm at and get through the holidays, and I would consider that as a success. But um, you're right, Lex. There's been um, successes and not successes, and um, you know it's it's hard. It's always been hard for me. It's always been hard for me to lose weight, and um, it hasn't gotten any easier as I've gotten older.
0: Right, right. And Brian, are you seeing a trend of well, the trend of the two interviews we had? They have that what their why is and what their purpose is of why they're coming to the gym. That's yeah. a trend, right? It it sure is. I think it's really cool because
1: Nancy's reason one of her big reasons for wanting to better herself and better her health is she wants to look her best and feel her best for that wedding coming up which I think is really really cool a lot of times we just look at fitness as oh I just want to look better in the mirror or I want to be able to fit and look good in a swimsuit or something and those are valid reasons a lot of people do want to look good for those things but I think it's really really cool when Nancy's reason is she wants to just be her best for that day and I think that's really cool so Everybody has different reasons and whys and motivations. And, um, it, you know, Rose's reasons were actually very similar as well. Her son, so, right? Yeah, her son as well, which is really cool. So, for everybody listening, I think that's really cool to remember that your reasons and your whys can be beyond yourself, it can be for other people as well.
0: Yeah. And it's important to find that reason. If Maybe you don't have one right now, but if you sit and think about how you felt in college or how you felt in high school and you felt your best, maybe that's your reason. If it's vanity, you remember how wonderful you felt when you were walking through the hallway. It can be as detailed as that, or it can just be as wonderful as you felt when you met your significant other. There's going to be a point in your life where you have that feeling where you feel like I'm pretty... I feel pretty good. And if you can just think back to that time where you felt really good about yourself and you were confident about your appearance and your mental stability and your emotional stability and everything in your life, you want to get back to that point. And that's where I feel like you can be happiest and uh, go to that point. You know, it may not be vanity. It might be more of a, a strength thing for you. So it's important to find that that purpose and find that why. And then that's going to help you move along.
2: You know, I've looked back at pictures of myself um, from when I started at mode faith and even before that. And <clears throat> I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that I was that heavy. Yeah. What, I mean, it's such a difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that's your wow factor right there. You have your why and your wow factor. You can take a look at these pictures and say, wow, I've made it this far. And I oftentimes, and I know Brian, we use this analogy about grabbing that dumbbell so you can feel about how much weight you've lost. If you've lost 50 pounds, go ahead and grab that dumbbell in the gym and know how much it's going to take a toll on your knees and your ankles and your back and really feel how much weight you've lost, and uh, that's an accomplishment right there. Yeah, it sure is. There was something I wanted to ask Nancy, too. Obviously, with the success that she's
1: had, um, sticking with an exercise program and working with a fitness professional, there are probably some people listening right now that, are similar to Nancy in that they've had a lot of struggles and it's frustrating and they seem like they've tried every diet and done everything. And a lot of people probably give up after a while and they just accept how things are. Nancy, what would you tell people listening right now? What has kept you going to keep seeking out solutions and keep trying? What would you tell somebody who's frustrated right now and just feels like, you know what, weight loss isn't for me?
2: Well, you know, you can't compare yourself to other people and um, I get into that uh, trap sometimes too and sometimes I'll come in the, in the morning and it's like oh you know my, the scales not moving I'm doing everything right and it is frustrating and you know so you, you have to have that person who's gonna you know kind of motivate you through that but <clears throat> people lose at different rates and um, things that work for one person doesn't work for another person I mean you see it all the time in the In the news you know one person you know we had the person who eats subway sandwiches you know and lost weight but somebody else is going to do the same thing and that's not going to work for them so you have to just keep finding what's going to work for you and and try not to compare yourself to other people
1: have have anybody in your life or has anybody in your life noticed what you've been doing and become inspired by what you're doing? The fact that you keep trying, you keep seeking out solutions. Has that rubbed off on anybody else in your life? Friends, family, do they see the investment you're making in yourself or the food choices you make? Has that rubbed off on anybody else personally?
2: Um, You know, I think so, some of my friends. I mean, they see like when when I'm, you know, really committed and, And they're like, I can't believe that you're passing up that, you know, cookie or candy or you're not drinking, you know, alcohol right now or, you know, whatever that the case may be. Um, They do. They certainly do notice that.
1: And has anybody, this is something Lex and I have talked about many times, about sometimes friends or family might not be as supportive uh, because they see you making some healthy changes. Has anybody in your life, um, and you don't have to say names, but have you felt any pushback at all from anybody? Like when you're making those healthy choices around other people where maybe some people get offended by it? Or has everybody been pretty supportive of you from the beginning that they all know what you're doing and they're all on board?
2: Um, I'd say everybody is pretty supportive, but I do um, have a friend when I say, you know, I still need to lose more weight and she'll say, oh, no, you look great. You don't need to lose any more weight. But it's like, yes, I do. I do need to lose more weight.
1: Yeah. What was the term we've used, Lex? I think we, we called it a friendly enemy, which it sounds worse than it is. But basically somebody who is maybe they love you, they care about you, but for some reason they just don't buy into your ultimate vision. Or maybe there's a little jealousy or whatever the case might be. I, I know you've seen that a bunch, Lex.
0: Yeah, it's usually because the people don't have that type of discipline or accountability to do it on their own they want to see some change in their own self and they just don't know how to get started or afraid to get started. And it's kind of the jealousy factor, right? They won't outright say it, but internally I think it has to do with a little bit of jealousy. I think so as well.
1: And it's unfortunate. And a lot of times when that happens, we can't be mad at people all the time because like Lex just said, they may have something going on internally within them and they've had a hard time losing weight. So when they see somebody else succeeding, maybe it triggers something within them that they get upset. And all we can do is we can just encourage people to join us and to make healthy choices along with us. And who knows, maybe that friend that's saying those things to you, she'll want to join you. He or she'll want to join you at some point and and make some good decisions. Maybe we can get him over to uh, do some training with Lex, possibly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know it's hard for people to stay disciplined for so long. You see people for three months, six months, and then they tend to fall off. Uh, So it's hard for people to keep that same accountability and discipline and consistency throughout their life because you know, they may not have been consistent with something else in their life. And this is even harder for them because it's kind of intimidating, right? You see dumbbells and barbells and weights and going to the gym. It just has this, the whole facade of people that are just all in shape. When in reality, everybody has their own goals. Everybody has their own struggles and, and excuses that they keep telling themselves. And, uh, it's well, just about building that community and building that support and that relationship with your trainer or your coach or the your fellow gym members and uh, knowing that you can uh, progress off of their motivation, and their inspiration, and, and perhaps your journey inspires others then too as well. So keep that same mindset when you're feeling like you want to quit or you want to give up and uh, hopefully you can inspire the next person. Yeah, that's the truth.
1: And Nancy, as somebody that's now worked with a personal trainer, you've been doing it consistently There are a lot of people that are probably listening right now that are thinking that I'm too busy. I don't have time to work with a trainer. uh, Man, I got to take the kids to basketball practice and I have a meeting every day that I have to go to and I have to cook dinner and I have to do this and that. What would you say to people who say that they don't have the time to, to work out and make it a part of their life? Is it just an excuse? What do you think?
2: Well, I mean... Nowadays, people are very busy and, you know, kids have a lot of activities and parents work and they're pulled in many different directions. And but it's um, you just you need to schedule the exercise time, whether you can do it during a lunchtime, maybe you can take a longer lunch and do it or, you know, get up early in the morning like I did for a while Um, and just, you know, you need to schedule the time. Like if it's not on my calendar, I'm not going to do it so if it's on my calendar and I have to be here to meet Lex at nine o'clock in the morning I'm going to be here at nine o'clock in the morning if it's not on my calendar you know it's like well maybe I don't feel like going today so I would just say you know schedule the time in your day find time for yourself Um, it, it because you're so busy that is a good time to to exercise and to kind of take care of yourself
1: yeah, I think, too, Lex and I have talked on many podcasts that a lot of times people don't take the time to do what you did, which is basically plan out your day. And I think people end up being pretty surprised when they realize, wow, maybe I don't need to watch uh, you know, reruns at night of uh, Yellowstone for five hours. Maybe I can only watch TV for four hours at night and maybe I can go work out. And even if it's not working out at a gym or working out with a trainer, you can at least do things at home, right? You can always find equipment and, and things to do around the house. So I think planning your day is, is awesome. And you just use like a, like a basic calendar for that or a planner or do you kind of do it on your cell phone?
2: I, I use my calendar on my cell phone. Nice. So it, it's, um, you know, my phone's always with me. So I'm always looking at my phone. What, where am I going next? What's next? And... Um, And, you know, as far as people who like to watch TV, hey, that's great. I like to watch TV, too. But, you know, if I really want to watch TV and I really need to exercise, I could go and I could be walking on the treadmill and watching TV at the same time or, you know, something like that.
1: Yeah, we see people all the time doing that. Um, I work in a a bigger fitness facility, and I see people with their headphones on, walking on a treadmill. I see people reading books sometimes while they're on the the treadmill and while they're on the... Elliptical machine. I don't know. I don't know how people can focus on two things at once,
0: but it works for some people. So, yeah, everybody's different. So, if you were to paint a picture of like this typical gym atmosphere, because people have this misconception of what gyms look like and what they are inside, do you feel like people get the wrong idea about gyms? When you take a look at everything around you now, I mean, how would you describe your gym experience and in your idea if you were painting a picture for somebody that's never been to a gym before say i go to this studio this is what it's like is it really intimidating in here is brian intimidating (laughs) paint your picture for the people well
2: like i said before like i'm not a big gym person i don't like to go in and have you know 100 people working out and and you kind of stand there and it's like you don't really know what to do so um, at the 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 gym is a small. It's a smaller gym, a boutique gym. I refer to it as um, many times. It's just Lex and I here training, and just the two of us. And then you know he has clients that'll come. So maybe there's maybe a few more people right. in the gym at a time, but it's yeah. not like it's overcrowded. And. Um, You know, it's clean, it's bright, it's got good equipment, and, um, you know, like I said, it's just a smaller gym. It's not intimidating at all, right? It's not intimidating at all, right? It's
0: not. Brian's not intimidating either, right? No, it's <laughs> Thank you. So great. Yeah, so we we want to give people the idea that it's not intimidating. It, you know, whether you go to a small studio or a small gym, it's all about the accountability you have on yourself and, and the confidence you have on yourself that you can do these things consistently and you can do them often. So we really want to give people that idea that no matter what your goal is, it's important for you to just get up and get moving. Right, Brian? That's the truth, and everybody's different. There are
1: some people that – enjoy the social aspect of being around tons of people. And we all know people like that, that love going into like a Zumba class with 30 other people and they love the energy of being around everybody. That's Brian. Well, actually (laughs) I would say I'm kind of the opposite. I enjoy more of the the smaller one-on-one aspect, but there are a lot of people that get that energy from being around other people and talking and socializing. And that's great. Whatever it takes to get you in the gym and get you working out, we support it. Now, do
0: you see that this is something, Nancy, that you're going to stick with for a long time? Do you feel like um, it's just you're going to get your goal and be done? Or do you feel like you're always going to need accountability? Or do you feel like it, watching your food and your intake is going to be tedious and you're just not going to want to do it for the rest of your life? I mean, we started this fitness journey um, a couple years ago. Um, you know, do you feel like it's a void that was missing in your life prior to? Or, I mean, what's your situation and what's your outlook on fitness and health?
2: Well I think it's something that I'll have to do for the rest of my life because you know the minute you stop you go you're you're not going forward you're going backward and um, it's too it you put in too much time I've put in too much time to get where I am to have to go back and do it all over again. So, no, I think that um, it will definitely be something that I'll need to continue to do.
0: That's awesome. So um, what what would you say to somebody who's on the fence about um, getting started with a fitness routine or a program or starting to work with a trainer or join join a large gym? What would you say to those people right now if you could have the conversation with them about I'm on the fence about it? What do you think, Nancy? What do you think I should do?
2: Well, you know, I have talked to a, a few people who have come in um, with when they had their uh, first meeting with you, and you they know, joined probably. Thanks, they probably to. did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, just get started, just try it out, and if you don't like it, you can always try something else. But, right. Um, it's just, it's so much nicer being in the smaller gym for me at least. Right. And working with a trainer,
0: everybody's different, right? Everybody is
2: different. Right. And you know, like Brian said, some people like that energy of a lot of people to work with, but you know, there are classes here too. So if you want to work out with more people, there are classes that you can take that have more people in them. Right. Um, what about the
0: food? Are you going to be able to stick with that for the rest of your life too? Or how is that going to work out for you?
2: Well, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows (laughs) based, based on know you know what's happening right now the holidays time are, are a little more difficult but um, you know I, I try and eat um, you know high protein low carb diets and um, I'm pretty much successful with that but um, not always you have to cheat once in a while yeah
0: but. yeah yeah and not feel bad about it right like the right. food you eat you shouldn't feel bad about it you just take it with a grain of salt and just kind of move on with your program right
2: yeah I mean sometimes you just have to allow yourself that that little cheat day or, or whatever. And, and, uh, but, but don't let it go too long.
0: Right. Right. I don't really like to call it cheat day because it it inherently means something bad. And I don't think it's something bad, but it's important for you to still indulge in your favorite foods and and uh really uh just enjoy the whole process so i do want to ask nancy one more question now is your chance and opportunity to ask brian a question and ask me a question that we can answer for you um is there any questions about health and fitness on the on the membership side of things or of being a part of a big gym or uh, that your trainer, I know we talk a lot during our sessions. Is there anything that you want to have a, uh, a discussion about, just a question that we can answer for you on air here uh, just so we can, uh, you know, have a, a healthy dialogue with between ourselves and the listeners? Ooh, putting Nancy on the spot right now.
2: Yeah, so so the biggest controversy that Lex and I um, continually <laughs> Oh, have this
1: is going to be good, everybody.
0: <laughs> is Time to wrap up, guys. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is the, the science of, of losing weight and uh, so Lex totally believes that it's calories in and calories burned and you'll lose weight and I don't agree with that because that just doesn't happen for everybody uh, it may happen for most people but um, I think for some people that it has to do with age and it has to do with um, hormones and it has to do with whatever your body is made up of and so it's difficult sometimes to have that calorie deficit and to work out and to still not lose weight
0: now brian i want you to take the reins on this one first now nancy doesn't wholeheartedly believe in calories in versus calories out is going to help you lose weight i mean what's your viewpoint on that and i'll answer right after you um, I'll, I'll give my opinion on it, and uh, you know, what do you think, Brian? Sure, I think what there's there's probably a little
1: bit of in the middle ground there, which is this, which is I think Nancy is correct that not everything works for everybody. So right. there are let's just go through some of the popular ones. For instance, if you're on a, a low carbohydrate diet or a keto diet, some people just get. Fantastic results off of that. They feel really good when they do it. They enjoy it and it's something they can stick to forever. But there are a lot of people that, when they start doing low carbohydrate diets, it may work initially, but they start feeling bad. They don't like, uh, maybe they're not sleeping good, whatever the case might be. But I would say, in general, if you just basic advice if you take in less calories um, and you move more, so you create that caloric deficit in general if you stick to that for the long term you are going to see weight loss over time Um, that would be my general thought now again It's going to probably affect people differently, and some foods may affect people differently. For instance, if you're somebody that has um, some sort of a health issue, maybe gastrointestinal issues, if you eat carbohydrates or things, that may contribute to water retention, which may make your weight not go down. So there are other factors that go into it, but I would say in general, creating
0: that caloric deficit will generally lose weight over time. Just science, Nancy. It it is what it is. I didn't create it. Don't blame the messenger. I just, it is what it is. (laughs) Calories in versus calories out. It's just a science. I mean, I'm no physicist or scientist or biologist. That's just how it is. You know, they did the test tube readings and they did all that metabolic testing and they they found facts. This is factual information that I'm I'm sending your way. But yes, like Brian was saying, not everything works for everybody. Uh, hormones come into play, but I say it's it's down to a percentage. Uh, you know, five percent of the people who are really uh, doing this weight loss programming, they're going to experience some hormonal changes and things that are, are going to affect the calories in versus calories out, and and that whole theory of weight loss is not going to work for them. So. Um, so you're absolutely right that you may not, you may be one of the low percentile people that it didn't work out for, and uh, everybody's different. Everybody's situation is different. Everybody's body is different. Every everybody's biological makeup is different. So um, perhaps you experience one of those low percentages that it didn't work for you. So I, I, I'm totally okay with that. The other thing too that we gotta just remind people of is how
1: low do you how much of a deficit do you create? So for some people that cut calories quite a bit and they don't take in near enough that they need to function at a healthy level your metabolic rate is going to slow down you are going to burn less calories you're going to hold on to your body fat so in theory the advice of you know eat less calories create the deficit that's true but it has to be done within a healthy range because there are some people that go, I'm just just going to eat three cups of yogurt all day and that's it. Well, you've created a caloric deficit, but you're not taking in enough food to function. So your body's going to just slow down and you're not going to lose weight, which is true. So there is a little bit of middle ground there that the right. caloric deficit needs to be in a healthy range. And that's where somebody like Lex, a professional,
0: can, can help people figure that out yeah people don't understand that your metabolism will actually slow down if you're in a caloric deficit for a, a prolonged period of time so we really want to uh, let our bodies reset uh to its normal balance and uh you know just make sure you're approaching everything healthy with uh the, the wellness in mind so what do you think about that nancy did we do we do okay on the answer did me and brian uh, suffice our, our answers okay with you
2: yeah, it's, it's nothing I haven't heard before.
0: She hesitated. <laughs> she doesn't believe it. Episode two coming soon, the rebuttal. So, no, I just want to thank everybody for joining us today. It was uh, such a wonderful time to interview with Nancy, and thank you for being with us today. Uh, we also want to... Uh, broadcast our new one of our new newest sponsors i know christmas is coming up and i want you guys to get on board with the jesus doll the new talking jesus doll that is uh, going to be available for you at a 10 percent discount it is with the promo code flex talk you can go on talking doll.com and get your very own talking jesus doll for your grandmother for your child for your parent anybody that loves hearing jesus talk why not absolutely And this is something, too,
1: where this Talking Jesus Doll is fantastic because if you're trying to teach good values, you want to teach these good lessons, you know, we can all appreciate the teachings of Jesus. This is something that you absolutely have to have. So go to JesusDoll.com, make sure to use our promo code FLEXTALK, and start reaching some
0: good values you are going to love this thing yes this doll is definitely on a caloric deficit he's in shape he is. yeah he's great yeah, kind good, of is. good stuff so thanks everybody hope you have a wonderful week a wonderful uh christmas weekend and uh we're just uh, a pleasure to have you listen to us thank you everybody have a good weekend